part of breaking through that barrier is just being present and showing up and standing alongside them. And uh, like you just mentioned, it really is being fearless. It's just having that mindset and that inner confidence to be there in the presence so that they see you. Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Show, where I break down the formula with my guests on what it takes in order to be a fearless and fabulous woman in the world today. So I'm so excited about that. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you'll know that I have a recent sponsor. Yes, it's my own sponsor of Fierce Femme Wine. If you're watching the video, you can go over to heatherpickin.com, click on podcast, and you'll see me holding uh, one of my new releases. Uh, This is my Cabernet. And um, you can see it says, Knowing yourself is like having a superpower. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about knowing yourself, having owning your superpower with my guest today, Diane Najam. Now, I want to share a little bit about who she is. She's the CEO and founder of Photopad for Business. Um, she's, a, she's a real leader. She's a go-getter. Every time I see her on social media, she's doing something. So she's very active. Um, she, she is definitely, uh, connected with startup communities. She serves as a director, uh, I believe for the startup companies, um, Seattle founder Institute. She's a mentor coach and organizer to startup weekend. Uh, she's also an expert panelist and speaker on entrepreneurship. Um, she was invited to the white house digital tech summit and served on delegation for Vancouver, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Vancouver First Startup Week and panelist for Bridging the Gap Between Seattle and Vancouver, as well as seeks ways to help entrepreneurs connect with one another and provides resources to assure success. Uh, She is a thought leader and advocate for women entrepreneurs, yay, and she empowers them uh, to pursue their startups, serving as advisors to um, startups, a board of directors to women in wireless and women in tech. Uh, she, she definitely is passionate. Uh, she gives back to the community in the philanthropy sector, serving on the board of trustee for nonprofit Olive Crest. Uh, in 2015, she uh, was Women in Business Award or won the Woman in Business Award, 2012 Mom of the Year Business Award, and 2012 Ambassador to the Children Community Award. That That's kind of like a mouthful, Diane, and I'm sure we could probably add more to your amazing uh, bio. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for one, uh, you hit on that, yes, um, 
Women are really important to me in empowering them and helping them get out of their way and champion them and helping them find their voice. And all the organizations I belong to help women. And that includes just even being a woman founder myself and knowing what I go through. I love sharing that in the startup community so that people don't feel like they're alone or they, they're the only one or they're doing something wrong. Um, it's a journey. So we're in it together and it's there to help them and empower them. I love that. And today we're going to break down the formula of how to really be fearless in a male dominated industry. So I know that women that are tuning in, they want the edge, right? And this is the show to get you the edge to break down the formula, because if you see it in someone else, you can apply it and it allows you to keep going, especially as women. So my first question for you, Diane, is you know, how challenging is it in being in a tech industry to, to start raising money? So what are some of the challenges that you've faced so far? Well, that's a great question because um, it is very challenging. Just uh, being in the tech industry and then being a female in the tech industry has been very challenging. You know, it's interesting when I first started in uh, my first product was in 2013 and back then there was absolutely no women around. So it was even more challenging because you would show up at events and they were all men and they weren't sure why, why you were there. So um, part of breaking through that barrier is just being present and showing up and standing alongside them. And uh, like you just mentioned, it really is being fearless. It's just having that mindset and that inner confidence to be there in the presence so that they see you. And the second thing is success is what you show. And so that's pretty much the second uh, thing that I always tell people is just be successful on your own. And as you enter these barriers, it's gonna be knocked down, you know? And just because um, you didn't get in the door, it takes two or three knocks. It might take even more than that. So keep going for what you want. And it does take women longer to get funding than it does men. It takes more attempts to get in one meeting than, than a man would, male would get into. That's just facts. And so I just continue to want to be that role model or inspiring other women, I should say, by keep doing it, by just showing up and being present. And, um, you know, uh, what was I trying to say? Like to be able to... Uh, just keep moving forward till I get the funding, which is right. really important. And I if I, I love it. And, and if women don't get the funding, they just need to keep moving forward and find other resources. It, it's so true. And there's I, so I, many I love, resources out there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you're talking about, yeah, you just have to be there. You've got to be present. And, and to me, that is really about owning your power. So I'm thinking about women that are listening or watching to the watching this right now that are either entrepreneurs or maybe you're a woman executive wanting right. to climb the ladder in your career and realize that all of these challenges are necessary in order for you to truly step into your own power. Yeah, you know, I think about it this way. If it were that easy, everyone would be doing it, right? Everyone yeah. would be a leader. So right. it's what you're saying, like being persistent and, and, and really just, you know, showing up every single time and, and you keep going, right? You, you, you don't stop, which leads me to the next question. I know personally, I have felt those times, especially, you know, working on bigger projects where I started questioning myself, like, should I really be doing this? How much more money and time am I going to throw into this? 
and right. you know, wanting to literally throw in the towel. But then there was that voice of going, no, you know, you're, you've signed up for this. You're here for a reason. So how do you handle that when you're in those spaces of not feeling 100%? Well, I was just going to say before you went on, I, my other point I was going to make is about mindset. And mindset is about uh, that exactly what you said. And you really need to get a coach or a mentor to work with you because it's so important. You, it's only natural that you would get in your own mind and get in your own way. And when you have experience of somebody who's been there, who's done that, they really guide you through this. And you know, I, as I mentor, I hear some of the same things that I experienced. And it's so interesting. It's just human nature for us to feel that way and to, to want to throw in the towel. But it's our inner spirit that we keep forging through it. And you get help. That's the only way that you really can push through that, no matter how strong you are. I, I love it's that. It's through mentoring. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone needs a mentor, especially if you're stuck because you can't see what's beyond you. You can't see your blind spots. Right. And you're basically taking the wisdom of someone that has years of experience so that you can accelerate the rate in which you get there. And I always find it interesting, Diane, because I will talk to some people. I know if they're like really hungry and they really yeah. have that big vision and drive, if they're like, you know what, Heather, this is an investment but I can see it pay off. Whereas you get another person that just says, you know what? I just don't have the money. And I go back to, you always have the money for what you value the most. So this brings me to the question of, you know, how do you, number one, value yourself so that you can keep moving forward? And, and what is your vision for this, this company? Like what, what is it that you really feel um, Photopad is going to bring to the world or is well, bringing to the world? First off, I wanted to say it's so important for women to trust their inner confidence. I keep pressing that out there because that's what makes us a success. We have these big visions, but we have to break them down into milestones. And every time you reach a milestone, that's a success. And that's what we need to look at. And so I think that's the first thing that's really important in this whole um, vision. The second thing is I mentioned the mentor. I really want to emphasize that because it's a roller coaster ride. And the fear and the uncertainty is only a natural part of that um, roller coaster ride. And they're the ones that can guide us from the no's to understand the next opportunities, to understanding a not now you know, and putting it back in a perspective, in a frame. And so my bigger vision with Photopad is to become the tool for small businesses to be able to use to amplify their presence on social media, that this is a tool that everybody will go to because it's going to be a suite of services that they need that otherwise they couldn't afford. And being a small business owner and being a woman, I understand that space. So I want for um, all women-owned businesses to be able to feel empowered that they're going to be able to create all their social media campaigns, their photo blogs, and their um, content that they need to share out to, to all the channels that they have and be able to feel that they are just as strong of presence as anybody that is um, a larger corporation that has a team, that has the designers and everything. So it's a way for um, them to feel empowered as a small business without draining the bank. I, I love that. So it's a resource for really, you know, helping companies that don't have maybe a lot of capital to invest right. in those solutions. So you're really solving a need at that level. 
Correct. Yes. And I think it's overwhelming when we're starting out our business that we don't have funding to hire the staff needed to run our social media, to run our um, photo blogs and our to update our websites. And this is a way, a simple, affordable solution that can get you anywhere from 82 to 93 percent engagement just by uploading photos. And we know that photos are really important. But what today's happening is that photos are becoming a way of creating stories that are authentic and that are memorable, that people will um, engage with you more, and then you're going to get the conversion you need. But the best part is with our easy to use design tool, they don't need a designer skills and they don't need to have a design team to do all the work that they need to do. And then on top of it, it really is simple enough that it's, it's time and money saving. I love that. It's so it's so important. I love the fact that it's kind of push button easy. Businesses can get into this, and they and the fact that you mentioned, and I I really want to make this distinction about the engagement rate because you look at, uh, you know, things like Facebook. They change their algorithm, so it's harder to get the messages out there. They own Instagram. You don't know what's going to happen to them. And so there's a lot of kind of like unknown territory of what's going on with these big tech companies. Are they going to break them up? So I think what you're providing is, is actually uh, a, a safer solution and, you know, more visibility. Whereas with, with these other companies, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, and I also think too, being a female founder I, I really believe that women are more caring and nurturing and, you know, really have a value on, on their customers. Not to say that these other people don't, but right. I just get the vibe, you know, I'm not going to name names, but let's just say with certain customer service, they don't even get back to you. You can't even get a person on the phone, you know, right. they, they just don't care. So I think that's, you know, a different factor. So let's talk about Diane innovation, you know, as there are more things, apps on the market, how do you really stay relevant and differentiate yourself uh, with, you know, the other platforms? Um, well, one thing is really important to note is that since I leaped from the social work industry into the tech industry, I forecasted, you know, I was always forecasting forward thinking of what's next and helping small businesses. So when I first started, I started as a Facebook app and it was for consumers and it was a way to share your photo stories of your celebrations and your um, events within the Facebook. And so then I saw that need to, businesses needed to be amplified their presence as all the social media has become crowded, pictures everywhere, how do you stand out? So that is part of what I do is looking at and being forward thinking, that's how I stand out because I don't look to my left or to my right on what they're doing. I'm looking at what is the best thing for our customers and that's what makes me stand out among everybody else in addition i think the important thing is with our competitors is that we're all inclusive we make it very easy they don't have to go to two or three different apps um, they already have are overwhelmed small business owners are already overwhelmed with what it means to do marketing are overwhelmed with uh, how do I even get presence on social media like you mentioned with all the algorithm changes we make that super simple because we are an all-inclusive platform. It's a suite of tools for businesses to use. And really, all you have to do is upload your photo and pick and choose and send out with a, with a click of a button. 
I love that. I love that. I love that you are customer focused. I think that's yes. so important. And I think that is really important because if you're listening to your customers, then they're going to want to come back. And everything is about building relationships today. We started talking about empowering women and this is just empowering customers, you know, to feel like they're the designers, they can do their own marketing, they can save money. And we have to listen to our customers because they're the people that I want to build a relationship to. And it's really important. And you know, some of the icons have really uh, are the original innovators of this authentic, memorable stories. Because if you think about Richard Branson, he's always telling a story all through his years and all through the uh, evolution of all his products. He's always sharing a story and he's always personable with people that he meets, a lot his customers along the way. And yeah. I think that was a really good um, role model to look at of uh, how he ran a business and how important it is for customers. Absolutely. You know, I was reading something the other day uh, and I'd be curious to see how many female uh, consumers are using your product because with, with females, um, we're, uh, what is it, 70 to 80% of the purchasing power combined with influence when it comes to you know, buying something or making a decision. So with, with this model right now, with your platform, uh, do you see uh, a higher percentage of, of women using this? Yes, absolutely. And part of it is because of our marketing, because we are targeting women. We've been running a um, hashtag women edition, her story. So we're asking women business owners to create a photo story, a day in the life of who they are as a business. And then we will help them amplify their presence on social media by cross-promoting, featuring them in our newsletter and our photo blogs. So um, we definitely have them as our target have women as our target to help uh, because they are the consumers that purchase and they are the ones that are owning more and more businesses. I think uh, by 2020, there's going to be like a, uh, 9 billion more small businesses in the world and half of them are going to be led by women. I, I love so, it. Yeah. I love so it. I think that was a statistic <laughs> I just read about. I thought that was really interesting too, because more are leaving the corporate world because they don't want to battle what you talked about earlier and getting to the top. They just thought, you know what, I know what I'm doing and I can start my own business and run it. And we see that more and more with women leaders out there. Right. And then with uh, women leaders like Melinda Gates and uh, Breen Brown and um, oh, Cheryl Sandberg, they're all amplifying our presence by yeah. speaking about women and the barriers to entry and helping with uh, bringing down those walls. Absolutely. No, I really think we're living, and I always say interesting time in quotation marks, yes. because now is the opportunity where we can really step into our full power because we are really in that phase of collaboration, connection, you know, people want to do business with people that are authentic. You don't see the same, I mean, if we're talking about marketing strategies, you don't see the same old slimy marketing strategies when the internet, when everyone was jumping on, you know, um, online. I remember signing up to AOL. Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> long ago. So and long ago. No, you know what? It's so true. Static ads are no longer 
effective. It's about telling a story and it's about telling a story about who you are, not necessarily even about the product. For example, Tom's Shoes tells their story about the money that you gave and they take you on the journey to uh, Africa to get deliver the shoes. You know, so it's not about selling the shoes, but you'll go out and buy them. Yes. So it's the journey that you take with the company. And, you know, eventually that's where I would be most excited about is once I get funding and we move forward is our ultimate goal is to bring augmented, augmented reality um, to small business owners, because especially brick and mortars, it's hard to get people in being that social media is the main right. platform for online shopping. And we want to bring people into your store whether it's with augmented reality and then getting over to the e-commerce. But I think that talk about innovation, I continue to think about the future and forecasting where I want to go with this and how do I want to empower um, small businesses. I love that. I love that you mentioned augmented reality because that is, I mean, we're already going there. there. Right. But, uh, yeah, really, you know, in a leader like yourself, you've got to, you've got to be innovative. You've got to spot the trends before they happen. That's what yes. a leader does. And I think you're really, you're, you got a pulse on it. And yes. so, you know, if, if you're a woman uh, business owner and you're listening to Diane, you, you definitely want to check out uh, what she's up to. You want to sign up. We'll have all the links um, in the show notes, uh, we'll talk about that where people can sign up more uh, or learn more about your service. Um, but I want to ask you, Diane, I want to talk about, you know, we've been talking about innovation. We've been talking about, uh, you know, some of the challenges working or pursuing this in a male dominated industry. I also like to talk about mistakes, but I want to define mm. what I think a mistake is. There's no such thing as mistake in the universe. Uh, I'm a bit of a philosopher. <laughs> there's a, uh, I think it was Mount Proteus, French philosopher, that said there's no mistakes in the universe. I always refer back to that when something doesn't work out, when something's not in alignment. So when you're looking at mistakes, looking at them as learning lessons, what have been some of the learning lessons along the way that really was a benefit when you looked at it afterwards, like what it really taught you? Well, I think the biggest thing, and I mentioned this already, is two things, is um, developing that inner and outer confidence, and that is through intuition. One of my biggest mistakes was early on when I didn't listen to my intuition. I knew that the people I was working with uh, were doing things that were not going to be in my benefit in the end, but I kept pursuing and pushing through it, even though my intuition kept telling me otherwise. And when I finally confronted the situation, um, it, it almost exploded. It was mm. at a point, you know, where it could have been very um, critical. But instead, um, because I listened to it in the end, I was able to um, keep moving forward. And I, I think, that. but it was six months too long of a decision. Right. And I think the biggest lesson I learned is sometimes just listening to your intuition and making a mis and making a decision because whether right or wrong, you are the leader, you are the CEO of your company and you made it and you made it um, in a timely manner. And then from there you can really look at, Oh, did I make a mistake and grow from it? Yes. But, to, to, but to not to make a decision causes more um, internal uh, problems in the company than needs to be. I always say that startups are, already have a lot of drama, but as a CEO, you should not be causing the drama. And so you have to be 
very focused and show the team that you are strong and that you are making decisions where it is best for everybody. I think that is the most important thing because uh, it's so, so important to keep your focus and to just uh, make the decisions. And then from there, you gain your, um, your lessons, you learned. And you can, and that's where coaches and mentors come in. And then two, it also gives you that inner confidence. You start feeling like I knew it, I can do it, I can make that decision. I think that's really important. I hear that a lot among people who talk about mistakes um, or things that they regret. Oh, I wish I made a decision sooner. And uh, I think that was my biggest mistake I made early on. And I still sometimes take a little too long and that's something I'm working on. And I think that's really important is just to make a decision on, um, I don't mean everyday stuff. I mean, on bigger things that you're looking at in your company and you're worried and you have fear and fear can be a big mistake because you really should lean into your fear yes. and get over on the other side. You know, Marissa Myers often talked about like she just, and even Richard Branson said, like you just take something and you keep moving forward and you learn it on the other side and I think that's the other thing that I've learned in all my lessons as a startup CEO yeah you know I like what you said let's I want to talk about more about intuition but I think let, let's go to fear because intuition mm -hmm. and fear are kind of tied in together because if you're trusting yourself with your intuition then you can break through you know the fear that you have I know uh, a leader in my own businesses um, because I have two now, <laughs> they're kind yeah. of combined together. Uh, there is, there's, I'm not going to lie. I, I have fear all the time. Oh yeah. And <laughs> because a lot of it is pertained to a, a bigger investment that I'm making for the bigger vision. And I don't know about you, but when I'm having the fear, one of the things that I do is I, I sit with it and I'm like, what is this really about? You know, what, what is this, you know, and, and, I just take a couple deep breaths and, and I just kind of like tune into my intuition, like that all knowing, like this is the right feeling. I find if we slow ourselves down and really connect with yeah. that right. part of us, what you want to call it your soul, then that way you can kind of hear that voice of going, you know what, this is exactly what you need to do because sometimes you have to, and I definitely want to hear your story around this. You, you have to take a leap and make a decision before you know what it, it you know, what, what the outcome will happen. be. That's yes. The, when I've studied, and I have studied some of the, and interviewed some of the most successful people, and we're talking multi-billionaires, and they all, when we're breaking it down into formulas, these are the things that have happened. Maybe they've gone bankrupt, but, and then they had to make a decision in order to, you know, go to the next level. But all of them have said that they've had this fear, but they would take the leap, you know, because they knew that was the next thing to do, even though that they couldn't see the results. So I want to hear your take on that. Um, I'm not sure who's the question. Like, what, what take do you yeah, want? Yeah, sorry. Like when you have that fear, when you've made, oh. you're kind of like connecting the dots of your intuition. Yeah. You have to break through your fear in order to listen to your intuition. So what is your process in order to get to that level of making the decision, you know, whatever decision, it could be investing money, it could be, you know, whatever, 
pitching to the company. Right, right. I think, right. I think what you said is fear is always going to be a baseline when you're doing your own company, when you're investing your own money, when you are looking at a really huge, big, audacious goal and people around you are telling you you're crazy. And that is fear in itself. So you already have that baseline. And so what I do is I try to um, separate the noise from reality. You know, I uh, think about the mindset using coaches and mentors, meditation. I like to run. That helps um, clarity is to really deep think what I'm doing, where I'm going and map it out. I think that's really important. People keep things in their head, their visions and everything in their head. I think you need to write it down. I always am having visions and I have like little notepads um, with me all the time. I'm writing things like, oh, I need to add this or I need to do that. And it might not be the right thing, but what I do is then put it together. And I think that helps reduce that fear. And then the other piece is, Sometimes I just have to push through it and say, it's almost like being pushed off the diving board so many times over and over. Do you remember that feeling in your gut when you get pushed off a high diving board? Um, or even when you go to jump, because you get up there because you, you want to go. And then you get to the top, and you look down, and you're like, holy crap, what am I doing? Right? And we do that a lot. And it's that feeling of fear when you're jumping down, but then you know, you um, can swim and you're treading water sometimes, sometimes you swim to the shore and you get back up and you go there. That's the same thing it's like in startup life. I mean, you're doing that almost every single day and that's how you push past it. You look at those visualization that you didn't drown when you jumped off that bridge. I mean, that diving board, you know, uh, that you were able to maintain some sort of stability in your fears and move forward. And so I often think about uh, those mindsets of like keep moving forward and I yes. think it's something um too that I constantly do is read books um follow webinars of all the big great people who've been successful and what you hear is that they got a lot of rejection they had a lot of fear um in the early days and what you're experiencing is normal and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be as successful as they are but in my mind I'm going to be so I'm going to keep pushing to the point that I am there. And I think that's it too. I mean, no matter what I do, I always um, just keep pushing forward. I, I really tune out people that tell me that I can't do it or that um, I should go home or whatever they might say to me that's negative. And I surround myself with people who, um, where I know my deficits might be to help me to make it a whole picture so that I can take this company and move it forward. Hmm. I love that. Wow. You sound, you said so many great sounds about uh, what we've been talking about, you know, with this whole conversation, getting a mentor, uh, you know, just kind of having that, you need someone to push you. And when I was thinking about, this is so funny, as you were talking, I was thinking about the time where I took a trapeze class and yet it, yet a climb up this ladder and yeah. you had to jump up. And I don't know if you've ever taken trapeze, yeah. but it's it's crazy because you have to grab a hold of this bar with one hand, and then you have to grab you know the the pole with your opposite hand. The bar's pretty heavy, and then you've got to put your other hand. So both of your hands are on the bar. You have to jump up on this platform and out. And there's like this uh, specific command that you have to do where you're like up, and then they know that you're ready to jump and swing out. I took the class and my knees locked 
I was terrified. So talk about flooding my body with all of the, you know, chemicals, fight or flight. And then the person, the instructor runs up the ladder, pushes me off the platform. I'm crying. I have like tears of just like, like, like almost a release. And I'm lying in the net going, oh my gosh, I, I did it. And so I did it again. And then the next time I did it, I had no fear and it was so liberating. So as you were talking about, I, it just, it, it brought me back into that space of going, this is exactly what it feels like. So getting that push from someone else to, to help you, you know, align your mind to your vision and, and keep going. Right. Exactly. And so on your Self with people who align with your vision is what's really important because that helps you push through some of that fear and you just do it. And I think yes. if you have that attitude or you express it to people who want to listen, that's going to help you get over it is a really good way to get over it. But for me, it's internal. I mean, no matter what I've done all my life, it's like I've moved forward. I'm always looking at the future, always looking at how things can be bigger, better, what I need to do to be successful and I can do it, you know, and that's how I view it. And I think that's how people need to view it when they're feeling that way is really taking meditation or something that helps them get that visualization. And the more that they build up their inner confidence, the more they're going to get over that fear. And it doesn't mean it doesn't come on strong. I mean, some days it's like at a hundred percent, you know, and some days, you know, you're under the seawall of bottom of the ocean and underneath, if that's even possible, 40 feet, because uh, it's very, very difficult day by day, sometimes doing your startup. It takes a long time and it takes a lot longer, whether it's a startup or a business, it just takes longer to get where you want to go. Um, no matter what you're doing. And especially like you said, I started this when um, storytelling was not even, what was that? What was wrong with putting a picture up on Facebook? Right. You know, so you always are good. You as a startup or a business owner, a lot of times you're ahead of the time and you need to recognize that. And then you need to adjust on how you need to keep going in and keep bringing it forward to the time that the opportunity is really there. And now is the time for me mm-hmm. to be there in this industry because everything's about being authentic, um, about engaging, about building the relationship, about the journey and the experience. So that's what people need to keep in mind in, in moving forward with their business. Yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that you mentioned you've got to have that long-term vision. This is not a one trick pony because you know, I always say, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to embrace both sides, the pain and the pleasure of pursuing, you know, your long-term goal. If you get into your business and you just expect overnight, it, you know, overnight for it to happen, then you have unrealistic expectations, then you will stop. So I always, you know, there's always a metric for if I'm taking on clients going, you know what, this person's, they're going to do exactly what I tell them to do. And as a result, you know, they're, they're going to be very successful. So I totally appreciate this conversation, Diane. Yeah. I see that we've uh, just about run out of time, but we're okay, perfect. Uh, you. I know uh, you want to send people uh, to your PhotoPad site and we will definitely have all the links, but uh, where, where can they go? What's the best link that they can use? Well, the best link is uh, PhotoPad dot co that's photopad.co if they want a demo they can contact me at diane at photopad.co and i would love to talk to all women business owners and see how we can feature you and amplify your presence on social media
Oh, that's awesome. So I just want to reiterate that if you want your business featured, if you want to have more visibility, contact Diane, uh, follow that link, reach out to her. Uh, She is a rock star. She is all about building community and lifting other women up. So I highly recommend uh, that you, uh, you know, reach out to Diane and let, let, let her know that you found her on this show. Thank you so much for having me on, Heather. This has been a great conversation. I always love having this conversation with you. You're a great leader in the community too. So I appreciate you. My pleasure. My pleasure, Diane. And uh, before we go, uh, I just want to close out with this thought is that if you want to be a fearless leader, you've got to leap before you know what is going to happen. You've got you've to be unwavering in seeing yourself already successful. That is the number one thing because your subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. So it's like you constantly have to retrain your brain. Until next time, this is Heather Pickin. Take care, everyone. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.